Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live at lunch. You are looking live. Live at lunch. Live at lunch with Auden Hanny on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. We'll do it live. Now, here's Jimmy Odd and Charles Anagriff. Yeah, for some reason or another... You sound a little taller on radio. Live from the Barrage, live at lunch here on this Labor Day. Jimmy Ott, Charles Hanegraaff, uh, trying to effort Hanny. Um, kind of a trying to find where the heck he is uh, right now. So anyway, um, I know you had a late night uh, post game show. Uh, certainly uh, not short for things to discuss uh, on that uh, for sure. Man, um, electric atmosphere Saturday uh, over here at the Baravage Sportsbook. I mean, the place was packed uh, on, uh, and uh, and yes, uh, last night uh, it was packed as well. And wild, wild uh, first half, uh, to, to say the least. But, you know, we've seen it before, man. And um, two teams that you think are pretty close and you waste a ton of opportunities. I mean, how many, how many uh, points did LSU leave on the board? And then, in the second half, when you don't make uh, a few plays, a couple of critical drops that uh, may have, um, if they didn't, if they didn't, if they weren't going to score touchdowns, well, they uh, they certainly were going to uh, put the LSU. I won't say set them up. Because they were set up for touchdowns that they never got um, all night long. So, but anyway, um, Florida State. How about um, uh, Mario? Do we have Hanny yet? I'm just wondering. Oh, he's on the phone. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, anyway, we'll we'll, uh, we'll pull up Hanny in uh, just a second over here at the Boravage. We're here every first and third uh, Monday of the month. Charlie, you in route? Where are you, man? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> what? What? Um, so, uh, well, um, yeah, what, what, what was the tone of uh, you and Richard's uh, post-game show uh, last night? I mean, uh, where do we start? But um, Brian Kelly uh, outcoached. Um, I mean, uh, here's one for you. Uh, Harold Perkins, uh, 28 plays in coverage, seven plays where he rushed. Um that's that's basically coaching malpractice. We were we're a little bit uh, a little bit worried about uh, this experimentation uh, at that position. And again, get in the uh, get in your opponent's mind. Where do, where do they fear him most uh, in coverage or uh, rushing the quarterback? 
you know, the, uh, the, the wide receiver, the Florida State wide receiver, uh, LSU uh, DB matchup that uh, came to fruition. And uh, But I don't know where we've become this, this ultra finesse team where, you know, this, this reared its ugly head back in Columbia, Missouri when uh, Ogeron's team in 2020, the COVID year, um, you know, in a shotgun in uh, short yardage situations and, um, you know, can't, can't get a yard. And this is supposed to be one behind one of your more, your better units, you know, the offensive line. So still can't really run the ball uh, with the running backs. Uh, I have to add the wide receiver core as maybe one that's that, that unit, not up to uh, LSU standards. Um, so, uh, and, and yes, some people are getting into effort and things like whenever your team loses, you always say, well, hey, we didn't play hard enough, da 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 But there's um, a lot to choose from. It is, by the numbers, um, the largest um, margin of uh, defeat for a top-five team in the first game since 1988. Uh, so you had that uh, as well. Uh, Charlie, what did you guys uh, hit on last night? Well, you know, there's there's two facets to me. Number one, the things that you were worried about, okay, that you you had concerns about. Number one, uh, would your secondary hold up? And that was sort of a uh, two-fold failure. Some of the times they were in position to make plays, and they were out-physicaled by a receiver, Major Burns on Keon Coleman. Uh, you know, Burns is where he's supposed to be, but and Deuce Chestnut later in the game. But Coleman's a, an elite talent. I see why Kuyper's got him in the top 15. These are not inexperienced cornerbacks. I, I read that this morning. LSU's inexperienced cornerbacks. These cornerbacks are not inexperienced. Alexander has played a lot of college football. Chestnut has played a lot of college football. Sage Ryan has played a lot of college football. They're just not as good as what LSU's used to have in a corner. So... You, you had a two-fold failure there. What else? Would LSU be able to establish a running game outside of the quarterback? We talked about that all summer long, and the answer was no. You can blame it on the running backs. You can blame it on the line. I'm more inclined to blame it on the offensive line because I didn't think they had a very good night. But regardless, outside of 135-yard run where they catch Florida State in a bad front, the running backs were anonymous last night. Third thing that you were hoping but you were nervous about special teams issues. Aaron Anderson was supposed to come in and fix the return game. He was bad last night. I, I would like to use a more polite word, but he was just flat out bad. He fumbled the first punt that he feel. First of all, he didn't feel the first punt. <laughs> they sent um, uh, they sent Clayton back there, who almost fell down trying to catch the ball. And then Anderson fumbles the next one. He took two kickoffs out of the end zone, looking. I'm sorry, slow. I, again, I'd like to use a more polite word, but he just looked slow. He looked tentative. The rest of the special team stuff had largely been cleaned up last year, but they get nothing out of the return game. So that's three things that you wanted, you were nervous about coming in. The, the secondary, the offensive line to establish a run game outside of the quarterback and special teams. You get the bad grades all the way around. But worse than that was the things that you thought would work. I mean, the things that you hang your hat on. Kyle Perkins is supposed to be one of the best players in the country. He looked lost. I mean, you, you gave the stat. It's a, it's a good stat to just describe just how out of position he was. Frankly, I'm tired of hearing about we can't get him on the field for this or we can't put him in position for that. You put that guy on the edge and you let him rush and you work around that. 
He's not an inside linebacker. I, Brian Kelly knows 50 times more football than I ever will, and he believes in this, but I think he's wrong here, and I got a lot of company. Harold Perkins is an elite pass rusher. He has elite speed, and you using him as an inside linebacker is like asking Secretariat to, to, to pull a plow, okay? I don't, I don't get it. You thought that the wide receiver depth would be better. They didn't have a very good night last night. Handful of drops, Kyron Lacey's drop, that not only would have been a first down but would have been a big play, was just a killer. They never could quite get the ball to, to Malik Neighbors. They never could quite get him loose. Anderson was a non-factor. So you thought that that would work. You thought the offensive line was supposed to be upgraded. They had a bad night. Uh, Miles Frazier in particularly had a bad night. We've been talking about a couple of the freshmen, particularly Lance Hurd, most of the summer. I think they're going to have to step up that conversation because the film study with the O-line is not going to be good. We thought that the, the interior of the defense would be a little bit better with a better rotation and Omar Spade. I thought they were okay in the first half, but they never made any adjustments. This is on the coaches more so than the players. They never made the adjustment to the counterplay when Florida State put two backs in the backfield. They acted like they had never seen that before. So you didn't get the things done from the, the, the ones that you expected. You didn't get the things done that you were hoping to fix all of this in the second half. I didn't think Jaden Daniels played the worst game I've ever seen, okay? Uh, he's taken a lot of heat. He didn't have a great game. There were some balls that he certainly could have thrown better. The one to Brian Thomas would have probably been a touchdown with a good throw. He underthrows there. So, but at times, you know, Malik, he was, he was, uh, Jaden Daniels was the only offense that they had that they could really count on was him with his leg. I know they want him to run less, but he was the offense at times last night. So, uh, you can blame it on him if you want, but to me, if you're talking about LSU's problems, he's way, way, way down the list. Well, that's, you know, we, you know, um, people, um, you know, with the losses of quarterback, you know, if the wins, quarterback. Um, if you want to break it down to seven units, I'll just say this. Yeah, he missed some throws, but he he had some throws that were dropped, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, those yeah. those two drops in the, in the second half were, were huge. Both on third down. I, I know the Lacey one was, and ABC showed how, like, look how much room he is. He might go. Yes, he might. And um, you know, um, just um, oh, the, the 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 kid from Walker down the left side. Um, I mean, when when he dropped it, he, that's classic. That's classic stuff. He's, he's taking his eye off the ball. He's I mean, he's in traffic. I mean, he's not con- concentrating on on you know gathering the ball. I mean. Basic stuff. Um, no, no, the ball, and the ball, look, the ball, it, it would have, it required him to make an adjustment because the ball was underthrown, and it ends up, uh, I went uh, back uh, and looked at it again, it clips, uh, it clips the shoulder pad, but it, it's still a catch that can be made. Wa- watch, watch, watch his eyes too, Charlie. Watch his eyes. Yeah, his no, eyes he, are up field before he, yeah. while, while he should have been concentrating on the ball. I mean, it, it was a double failure. I, I'm, I'm with you. He, he doesn't make the adjustment, and the ball is, is severely underthrown. Well, he he, and you say that, but you know when they when you overthrow him, hey man, you don't have to be perfect with that throw, okay? Um, Come back man, to the ball. Wanna, yeah, it's a double. You want, you want to? You, I mean, he's just he, he he's looking up field. What are you looking up field for? You don't have the ball. I mean, it's right. um, and anyway, um, but let me put it like this: Let's go seven units. Let's go offensive line, quarterback. Well, well, well no, no, even more. Uh, 
Offensive line, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, defensive line, linebackers, secondary, and even special teams. You go to eight, eight different, uh, you know, groups. Quarterback, quarterback might have graded out first last night. I mean, were the running backs yeah. great? No. With offensive line, uh, great. With the, I mean, below average last night as a unit, huh? Absolutely, well below. Maybe average. maybe average, maybe average. No, you can't. Okay, 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 okay. No, the wide no, receiver, the wide receivers. No, hey, no, no. All right, defensive line. Well, you mean part of it? You're missing your guy. Mingo was was outstanding, but man, that reared its ugly head again when we wore down. You know, yes. they weren't they weren't quite as active uh, in the second half. When and Smith is a big blow, we get that. But linebackers, I mean, I well, mean, hang, hang on. Before you finish with the defensive line, the, the tackles wore down, but the ends were non-existent. You know, we we heard the Savion Jones show on Thursday night with, with Brian Kelly, and I didn't notice him on the field. Ogie Goku got hurt in the game, but he wasn't really a factor while he was in there. They got no rush off the off the edge. This is where Perkins is supposed to be playing, okay? Yes, Last yes. Last year had Ojolari out there and because he was, you know, an upperclassman, he's, you know, a good player. But And so they were trying to find a place for Perkins. Not putting him out there, I don't get, man. I, you, as you a – as a, no, that, that's that, – that, that, that. That's coaching malpractice. I mean, I mean, you want to go to the best edge rushers in the history of the game. I mean, how many how many plays you had Lawrence Taylor in coverage? I mean, you know, how many? Where where's Michael Parsons? I mean, get, get come on, man. I mean, come off. And, and and you know what? Okay, well, in La Florida State was ready for his pressure. Okay, they're ready for his pressure, and they're gonna run fades, especially down in the red zone. They scored on three fades. Okay, three fades slash jump balls. All right, because they have a huge size advantage there. But you know what? You say, and if you're going to get rid of the ball quicker, yes, this secondary needs to know that they can just they just have to guard uh, cover on the first move. I mean, yes, they need Perkins more than ever to you know to you know force the uh, the opposing quarterback to get it out of his hands uh, quicker. Um, I, I I I that that's we were talking uh, yesterday, Mike Delacano, Rohan, and I about Perkins and about this and about our concern if they're going to play him at too much, too much middle linebacker. And we're talking about how what he does, his bend. And, you know, I mean, what do you what do you work on on drills with this guy? This guy is like polished to an NFL elite edge rusher with his skill set. Are you going to move right. inside? It, it just it, – it, I mean, you're outsmarting yourself, man. You, you, you just you, – you know, and – the, the, it, it was like where, you know, if, if Florida State, if Mike Norvell could put, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, please, please keep him over there. It, it makes uh, zero sense. I want to talk about the wide receivers, Charlie. And I saw a little bit of this in it. Um, I think Neighbors is, is, a good, is a good player. But when they go man, he doesn't get a whole lot of separation. He's not, he's not, he's not that, you know, Forget who's come through here in the past at the position. That's not fair. He's got to, he's got to create his own uh, relationship. He's been good. He's been productive. But when they go man, he, in zone is where he does most of his work. And he and Daniels have a good rapport. But when they when they go man, he's a hard time getting a whole lot of separation. I agree. It, you don't 
It's not that he's a bad player. It's that no, no, no. no I'm just him. saying he's not that yeah, typical. No, he, the typical. This is another unit that's not typical LSU standard. He leaves you wanting more. Okay, is the best way I can put it. You see the size. You see the speed. I've seen him in practice. I've seen him in some games make some moves with the ball in space where, you know, okay, this guy is is an upper-level guy. But you don't see it as much. He can be locked up. And if you get really good corner play, you can you can contain him. And I know he was frustrated the one sequence down in the end zone where he's telling, uh, where he's telling Daniels, throw the ball up, let me go make a play. And that, he was right at that point. But there are other places where – you think, man, this guy ought to be open. As bad as the offensive line played, especially in the second half last night, there were enough clean pockets for Daniels to deliver the ball if there had been people open. You know, and I can't, I haven't looked at the all, you know, 22, but I got to believe that there were times where he had time to throw the football where there was simply nobody open. No, no, no. What was um, they, they kind of gave an overhead shot? I think it was on one of the fourth and goals, maybe. It was, it was, yeah. and there was nobody, yeah. nobody. Yeah, and and you know it was just everybody was tight, tightly covered, and it was just. Um, so I, we we got we'll we'll talk about you know how do we feel about Daniels making this big step, and you know we'll we'll, we'll talk about that the, the finesse thing. There's a lot of things, and and maybe hey, the team didn't look like a top five team last night. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Charlie is uh, with us back in Baton Rouge. We are live here at the Beau Rivage, the Beau Rivage here in Biloxi at the Sportsbook. I mean, popping our buddy Carl Johnson. They um, took a little bit of a loss on Saturday. The biggest public play, the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, money line spread, the whole shebang. I mean, um, LSU and Florida State had the biggest stage this weekend, and Colorado stole the show. We'll talk about a lot of college football. Uh, we got two hours to, uh, to do so in its opening week. Overreaction, what's not overreaction, a lot of different takes around uh, around the country. This is Live at Lunch, live for the Beau Rivage, 104.5 ESPN, Baton Rouge. Live at lunch. In times of need, get a full list of phone numbers, websites, and other important emergency information on the Demco Stormwatch page at 1045ESPN.com. This hour of Live at Lunch with Otten Hanny is brought to you by Dana Brown at the Law Offices of O.C. Brown, 343-1111, and OCBrown.com. Roto-Rooter for all your plumbing needs, 925-8710. Supreme Rice, grown, milled, processed in Louisiana since 1936. United Community Bank, the local way to bank big. Lofton Staffing Services, 924-0200, and Lofton.jobs. Tex Morris at Edward Jones Investments on Jefferson Highway, 928-8659, and the LSU. Alumni Association and the Cook Hotel and Conference Center. For reservations, thecookhotel.com. One thing that sets Mr. Electric apart from our competition is that we offer free home quality checks. We check the safety of everything from the breaker panel to wiring, making sure everything is up to code to keep you and your family safe. Visit MrElectric.com to schedule your appointment today. Southern Outfitters is your new go-to for bow hunting. We proudly offer quality bows and bow accessories backed by a skilled, experienced bow tech with a two- to three-day turnaround time. Visit Southern Outfitters today on Main Street in Zachary and check out our Facebook for updates. If you 
you were affected by the recent hailstorms in our area, Hudco Roofing would like to help. For more than two decades, Hudco has been a Louisiana company run by Louisiana people using Louisiana products. Do business with someone you know. HudcoRoofing.com. The Live at Lunch with Otten Hanny Restaurant Club. Julie Pearl Oyster Bar, downtown facing Town Square. At Julie Pearl, we're pretty shucking good. Louisiana Lanya on Perkins and Blue Bonnet. Winner of the most 225's Best of Awards. Snow's Seafood and Steak for over 50 years on Airline Highway and Highway 74 in Gonzales. Doze Eat Place for a hand-cut steaks on Government Street in Mid-City. Louis Cafe, a Baton Rouge landmark since 1941. Just outside the north gates of LA. You. Finbaum Sushi Burrito Poke Ramen at Burbank and Lee and Phil's Oyster Bar since 1950 on Government Street to now in the South Downs Shopping Center. Hey, fellas, it's Sporty Rush inviting you to get your hair cut where me and my boys get our hair cut, Sport Clips. Sport Clips specializes in hair care for men and boys in a sports-themed environment with guy-smart styles. Sport Clips is known for their MVP treatment, a precision haircut, massaging shampoo, a hot towel, and relaxing neck and shoulder massage every time. Now six locations in Baton Rouge, including my hometown of Central, Sport Clips, the pros in men's hair. If your family has you running the roads, you can still have a great home-cooked meal with Chris's Specialty Foods. We do all the prep, and you just heat and serve. We have all the Cajun favorites, steaks, burgers, stuffed chickens, and a variety of tenderloins, and a large assortment of Chris's famous sides. We have both fresh and frozen items, so you can stock up. Come see us. Everybody loves Chris's authentic Cajun meat. And now Martha Stewart for Skechers. When I make a dish or embark on a craft project, I always use the finest, most fabulous ingredients and materials. Which is why, when it comes to footwear, I love Skechers. Because Skechers is the comfort technology company and uses the most luxurious, innovative materials and designs to make wondrously comfortable footwear with all the fits and features like ArchFit and Skechers' world-famous air-cooled memory foam. It's exactly the way I'd make shoes. Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Why choose proven quality? sleep from sleep number because our sleep number 360 smart bed is really smart it senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable plus it's temperature balancing so you stay cool it's even smart enough to know exactly how long how well and when you slept our smart sleepers get 28 minutes more restful sleep per night sleep number takes care of the science all you have to do is sleep don't miss our labor day weekend special where all smart beds are on sale save 50 percent on the sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed plus free delivery when you add a base ends labor day to learn more go to sleepnumber.com Hey, it's Matt Moscona inviting you to join us for Monday's AFR, presented by Relief Windows. Yes, it's Labor Day, but it's the day after the Tigers and the Knolls, so we'll be here recapping Sunday's action. Join us Monday, 3 to 6, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered with Live at lunch with Auden Hanny, live from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, Labor Day, full menu, uh, full uh, local programming. I mean, Hanny and Richard Dixon were uh, grinding it out last night. Uh, T. Bob and Hester this morning. We're doing it right now. Hunt will do it today. It is, and I'm mad to close it out from three to six. So we will be. Uh, hammering away, lots uh, to do. So, Charlie Buffett, huh? That's your boy, man. Um, you know, down here in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, the people even were paying the 
paying their tributes to uh, at Buffett Beach, you know, the Pascagoula uh, Mississippi natives. So a sad, uh, sad day for, uh, for your boy. Where, where did you watch him? Where was your best show where you watched him? My favorite show that I saw him at was Texas Stadium, Memorial Day 2004. He played a triple set with George Strait and Alan Jackson, and they all played in each other's sets. It was about a seven-hour show, and I've never had more fun. I, it was phenomenal. Uh, I th- if I remember right, I think the ticket was like 100 bucks for those three performers. And, you know, if, if you're here at 5 o'clock somewhere with the two artists live, I mean, they never do that. You know, they don't tour together. Uh, to hear him play All My Exes Live in Texas with George Strait, they all came out for Margaritaville. It was, it's my favorite concert that I've ever been to for any artist. And um... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That was, that was, I saw him probably somewhere between, I don't know, 12 and 15 times live. That was my favorite by far. You didn't see him uh, in any, any small venues? I saw, the last time I saw him was uh, last April at the wharf in Gulf Shores. Oh, there you go. It's a really cool little, it's about a 5,000-seat amphitheater, maybe a little over 5,000 okay. seats. That was, uh, that was a terrific show. I saw him at an amphitheater of similar size in Cincinnati down on the, on the waterfront. Cincinnati used to be one of his um, one of his regular stops on his tour. I saw him at a, a really cool little amphitheater by, down by the water in, uh, in Cincinnati. So, yeah, I saw him in Vegas. I saw him play MGM. Uh, I saw him play Minute Maid Park. I saw him damn near sell out Minute Maid Park. Um, and for a concert, it's well over 50000 uh, Well, Where else did I see? I saw him in Nashville once. Uh, I saw the last show, Jimmy, that I think he played Baton Rouge. I saw him in the PMAC in 1995, and I'm fairly certain that's the last time he played Baton Rouge live. And, of course, I saw him a number of times at Jazz Fest, so... Yeah, that's, waking up to that Saturday morning was a was a real gut punch. Yeah, the uh, that's where I see him, and it's been a long time since I can tolerate the crowds over at Jazz Fest. But yeah, he was a regular on the closing day for years and years. Well, I don't know, thirty, forty years ago when I was in college. So, um, yep, uh, Mississippi uh, Gulf Coast uh, native uh, is uh, passing away over the weekend. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, Charlie, I want to get to. We saw it. We got a couple of tie-ins here. That Missouri. Didn't you get the feeling of that? Did you? Did you remember the Missouri uh, game in twenty twenty? Oh yeah, when absolutely. Could, when, we, when, when it couldn't couldn't punch it in, I I really I hadn't 
thought about making a comparison because it's different coaching staffs and all that. But, yeah, that, that's a good example of, you know, why I think you need – and I think actually that day they did go under center, at least for one of those snaps. But I'm a big – I don't understand this, uh, that teams that go exclusively from the gun don't have a short yardage package under center. And I, I'm sorry, but if you don't have enough practice time for that, what are you using your practice time on? Those, those short yardage situations are almost always the most crucial plays of the game. They're the third and fourth in shorts. They're the third and fourth in goals. And asking those backs to, uh, you know, to come from a standing stop into right. what's, uh, you know, a submarining line, that, that's a tough ask. And I, I just I don't get it. Um, I, 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 I've never liked that, that particular formation down short yardage on or on the goal line and they they never went under center i wish they had man don't don't tell me you can't go under center i mean you know you got all off season i mean daniels and the centers can get practice snaps you know all they want the other thing and it, it, it it's a couple of things that come to mind because you know we know about okay well you know well lincoln riley he's recruited he's brought in some guys on defense that, that's fine but you cannot stop what you don't practice against how about when Florida State went two backs, yeah, I mean, they kind of knocked us in the mouth, huh? I mean, no we question. looked, we looked, yeah. we looked, a look, we looked like a, a Lincoln Riley, a defense right now. You know, we did it on our previews, and let's tell about North Texas. What's the expectations at North Texas in Denton, the Mean Green? I mean, what's what success? Get to a bowl game every third year, something like that. Is that fair? Seth yeah, that's Littrell. fair for our expectation. Theirs are higher, but, yeah, that's, I think yeah, that's well, fair. Yeah, Seth Littrell, Littrell at North Texas got fired after he went to a bowl game six out of seven years. They wanted to modernize the offense. They wanted to see more yards, more points. Well, they got it because nobody had, uh, 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 gained more yards than Cal. Yes, the mighty Cal Berkeley rolled up. 669 yards. Oh, yeah, incarnate word. We go on tempo. We go on this. And you can't stop a nosebleed giving up both 300 yards rushing and passing. My point is, we we, we finesse, man. I mean, like, I, I, I well, just, you know, I mean. I, I wouldn't, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's what they want, first of all. When they get into that offensive line film, they're, they're going to do, I, I think, probably what they did a year ago which was they looked at what they had with cam wire on the outside and they didn't like what they saw and it took them two weeks and they replaced him with emory jones uh miles frazier came here as a tackle they slid him down the guard he really struggled last night we've heard good things about you know lance hurt he's 340 pounds he had a good camp i need to quit using that because a lot of people we said had a good camp had a lousy game yesterday but he, at the very least, is a bigger, more physical player. You can get bigger at center, too. I'm not saying they want to make all these changes right away. And I need to say this, too. We, we're all in a bad habit. I'm probably the most guilty of all of on postgame of not giving some credit onto the other side. Florida State's really good, man. I, I told you at halftime we texted one time throughout the game. I said, look, I think LSU's a little bit better here. I thought Florida State had played some foolish football in the first half, and I expected that to continue. They overcame four 15-yard penalties in the first half. 
They overcame an interception where they blew a scoring opportunity, and they really should have thrown another interception deep in their own territory. They had dropped three or four balls that would have resulted in at least first downs. I thought Florida State was playing mistake-filled football, and I thought LSU would, would win the game. Well, they overcame all of that, and then you saw in the second half where they really took over. And there's some talent on that team, Jimmy. I mean, Richard Dixon said on a post-game show, the more talented roster was on the other side. And that's a difficult pill to swallow. We talked about the transfer portal. Keon Coleman was recruited by both schools, went there. Braden Spitz, the defensive tackle, he didn't have a lot of uh, statistics last night, but they couldn't move him, man. He was a, a defensive lineman out of Central Michigan that LSU badly wanted. There was a ton of time. That's a good team on the other side. At least I think it is. You know, I, I, so I, I, we need to give no, a little no, credit no, there. No argument. Um, I thought it was mild improvement. No, it's 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 significant improvement from a year ago. I'll give you that. Um, but and and the thing that you failed to mention about them kind of making it tougher on themselves than it uh, than it had to be. I mean, admittedly, the quarterback was was kind of out of sorts, you know, and making some poor decisions and looking really sloppy, you know, and and, and got away with you know one at an an interception that could have set up a, a, a first and goal or maybe even had been a pick six. And that's the first thing he talked about after the game. In first game, I just kind of – he settled down. He was a different guy. He was much more – you want to talk about you know, making a, you know, the biggest improvement game one to game two or whatever. For, well, he was a much more settled quarterback, much more buttoned up, uh, I guess, is uh, kind of the, the hot term this week after we look at Colorado's uh, high level of execution. Charlie, but – I think we, um, I think we, you know, we and we we all agree, and that was Brian Kelly's worst roster last year, but it's we thought it was going to be more improved than it is, um, and um, with that being said, and I no argument the 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 more talented roster won. I'm I'm shocked that Norvell outcoached Brian Kelly, because I I don't know how you can. How, how you can think otherwise? I mean, this is—it's an opinion, okay. I don't want to be in, in in the business and not open it up to uh, you know the, a differing of opinion, but I just don't know how you can say that Kelly was not outcoached uh, in that game. And Kelly, said, Kelly himself said he was outcoached. Look, give me one thing—he's very candid, and in that post game, he said, "We are not who we thought we were." And boy, you want to talk about eye opening. I'll, I'll take some of the heat. You know, uh, I, I went to a couple of practices. I, you know, I bought into a lot of this stuff, but I wasn't the only one. And the coach was right at the top of the list. He thought they were a lot better than what they ended up being last night. Long season, but at least so far, he got out coached and he got out prepared. He looked something I never figured I would see out of him. He looked kind of shell shocked. You know, oh, that well, they well, had. Things he couldn't adjust to. Were you? Were you? Were you? Um, were you at a place where you could hear the the television audio pretty good? Yes, I watched the game at home by myself. Okay. How much total time, whether it's pregame or halftime, not the postgame press conference, not anything before? Maybe we got maybe forty-five seconds to a minute total out of Brian Kelly and those two little half-minute clips, basically, 
the exchange before the half or with Norvell and then his assistant. And at both times, he's talking about, man, we, they, this, it's going to be an away game. Man, man, they, where, where, you know, kind of basically, where's our fans? I mean, and we talked about this last year. Even, even the, the broadcast, man, this is LSU's made a habit of play. And you know what? Hey, uh, Chris, guess what, Herbie? Guess where we are next year? We're opening up in Las Vegas. Before they even kick off, he's talking about yeah. next year. We talked about how the fans were way more excited about USC in Las Vegas than Orlando again. In it. Now, I don't know if it's 80, 20, 90, 10. I don't know it, what it was. But what about him making – he seemed unnerved about that. Did, did you catch that? Yeah, and I, I, I didn't think about it until you just said that. I mean – it's not like they're not going to have to play tough road venues. I mean, they got to Tuscaloosa for crying out loud. I did, did, I certainly hope he didn't expect that they were going to outnumber Florida State in, in in Orlando. Hell, they didn't really outnumber them by all that much in the Superdome. So I, I don't really know where he's coming from there. I mean, he's in Orlando, Florida. I know they had a hurricane come through there, but did he not expect that the crowd was going to be pro FSU? I mean, it's, that's not his job. He can't, you know, he's got a million things to do. He can't predict. He can't low. I quit trying to figure out how many fans are showing up. Long, but we talked about this. Study it, Jimmy. He knows Tallahassee's closer to Orlando than Baton Rouge. Yeah, but Charlie, the, the tickets were split 50-50, just like they were last year. And he saw that thing was split, actual attendance, 50-50. LSU fans did not travel to Orlando like they did to New Orleans. We simply no, put. they didn't. No, they they, they didn't. Uh, I I never expected that LSU would have a fan advantage there. I, maybe it was greater than what we anticipated. But I always thought. I mean, the game's in Florida. Crying out loud! I mean, I thought the game, the Florida, game was in. Well, 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 I undershot both. I didn't expect Florida State to you know because what have they had to be excited about lately? It's a mild improvement here and there, and I mean, but but they were. I mean, it was noticeable. They, 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 they had people in all of their fifty percent, and this thing was a much wider margin. We were a little, we discussed it enough, okay. And you know, how many months off season when you go, you know, you dissected in and out, waiting for this game. But we, we've talked about it multiple times about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious how many of our fans are going to make it, but you know, nonetheless. But you know, like they, they went to Florida, they went to Auburn last year. The, Camping World Stadium can't be, you know, that much more. But I just thought it was <laughs> coincidental. Maybe, Charlie. But both clips, he's going into halftime. And then, oh, he's like, well, partisan crowd, like, kind of gave a little look. You know, like, it, it pregame and at halftime, he made comments about it. And that's just. He did. Uh, and, and you know? Look, uh, again, if, if, he, if he was expecting something different, uh, you know, shame on him, I guess. I. I'm a lot more concerned with the fact that LSU lost in the mismatches against some of their concerns. But LSU's best players got beat last night. You know, like, Verse beat Campbell, okay? Um, Perkins was neutralized. Maybe that was self-inflicted by LSU. Uh, Malik Neighbors was neutralized by their guys. Again, maybe that was, you know, a little bit self-inflicted. Jaden Daniels wasn't able to exploit them, you know, every time he made some plays. Those those are LSU's best players, and Florida State beat them. So you can say about the mismatches on the, the big receivers on the corners and all that's true, but they they beat LSU's best last night. So if you think you're an elite team, 
you're not. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Well, we might have to go back and rethink that this team is uh, going to uh, challenge for an SEC title this year. So, we maybe because preseason rankings, you've done nothing to uh, you know to you know to get that. It don't mean anything. Well, hey, I know we're Pre- going to break, but let me ask, let me ask you this, Jimmy. I, I got asked this on the post game last night. If Florida State was in this day of realignment, if Florida State was in the SEC right now today, where would you have them? If Florida State what now? If Florida State was in the SEC this season and you had just watched the first week in a college football, where would you have Florida State in the SEC pecking order this year? Third or fourth. Maybe third. You have, you'd have them behind Georgia. And, I, look, I don't know that they're any worse than Alabama. I, I, if Florida State were playing Alabama this weekend after what I just saw, I'm inclined to give the, the edge to Florida State because they're, they're better at quarterback. Hold and I know Milro had a good game, but that, that's against Middle Tennessee. I, I would say thought. second maybe behind Georgia. Uh, I would take them against Alabama right now based on what I saw this weekend. I mean, you know, it's one weekend, and uh, Alabama didn't have a chance uh, against uh, – We'll know more football. a week from now I'll when they play Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't forget our friends at Legacy Title, Chad Reynolds and Legacy Title for all of your real estate closings, 296-0060. Full service title company servicing all of South Louisiana. Fast, friendly, professional services, which you get every time you call 296-0060. Uh, Ashley Donald, Mariana Haynes, Adrian Galato, Michael Platt, Edie Cagnolotti, all of them want to wish you uh, happy Labor Day on this extended uh, holiday weekend. Chad Reynolds, Legacy Title, 296-0060. Live at the Borovage Sportsbook. Live at lunch on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live at lunch. Infinity of Baton Rouge. You know, when you're talking about the certified pre-owned program, you're talking about a program with a lot of benefits. Let's start with these vehicles being brought back up to code with a 160-point inspection. It's going to be backed by 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Let's talk about the selection. Huge inventory of all makes and models, various price ranges. Let's talk about the service that you're going to get. First year of maintenance is free. You're going to have courtesy roadside assistance, perfect insurance, especially for your older and younger drivers. Let's talk about a courtesy car when you do bring your vehicle in for service so you don't have to wait around or you arrange for other transportation. Listen, the last several vehicles that we have bought at our house We've done it from the Infinity Certified Pre-Owned Program. There is a make, a model, mileage, age, price, everything that's going to fit your needs. Check them out right now. Airline Highway, Acura, and Infinity of Baton Rouge. Our listeners fire up their opinions on the gemsfirearms.net hotline at 499-1045. Keep listening for your next chance to shoot us your thoughts with the gemsfirearms.net hotline on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Get Moss Max and Less Tax during happy hour at Modesto. Join us Tuesday through Friday, 2 to 6 p.m. for $10 20-ounce margaritas and dip trio with $5 drink specials and $6 seasonal cocktails. Eat Modesto, 3930 Burbank Drive. Pizza that's true to its hand-tossed wood-fried tradition. Roca Pizzeria is heating up. It's new half-off happy hour, Monday through Fridays, 3 to 6 p.m. Come enjoy 50% off margarita, pepperoni, or cheese, craft cocktails, wine by the glass, and draft beer. Roca Pizzeria, 3897 Government. 
This is former LSU strength coach Tommy Moffitt, host of the Moffitt Method podcast. I'm now offering personal one-on-one training in order to share my proven method of guiding athletes down the path to championships. Coaching is what I do, and now I'm offering my training program, the Moffitt Method, to athletes who aspire to reach their full potential. Lesson one, the earlier you get started, the better. Search the Moffitt Method online to sign up today. Fellas, it's is it just me or do you rack your brain trying to figure out ways to be the hero with your girl? It's the Lee Michaels red box for my wife. I know I get the wow factor with Lee Michaels diamonds because of that special sparkle and brilliance that lets everyone know where it came from. Lee Michaels. They only sell beautiful diamonds and that red box makes it that much more special. So next time you're trying to impress the lady in your life, trust me, you're going to win with Lee Michaels. LMFJ.com. Attention vehicle owners, before you trade your transportation, let k and Automotive give your vehicle a new lease on life with a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions. A Jasper remanufactured engine, transmission, or differential will extend your vehicle's life, giving you the extra cash to do the things you really enjoy. And Jasper offers a three-year, 100,000-mile nationwide parts and labor warranty. k and Automotive, 636-2875. That's k and Automotive, Segan near Perkins. At Metal Supermarkets, we're all about getting you and your crew to quit in time sooner. That's why our service is a cut above. You see, no matter the project, we'll get you to the right metal, shape, and grade. Cut to any size, ready real fast. And yeah, yeah, we'll deliver. Leaving plenty of time for the important things, like opening an ice-cooled can of aluminum. Metal Supermarkets. Order online at metalsupermarkets.com. The smarter way to clean your floors It's time to make the swap Swiffer Power Mop Introducing the new Swiffer Power Mop The all-in-one tool that gives you a mop and bucket clean in half the time The solution's built right in So no heavy bucket And the pad has hundreds of scrubbing strips to get deep into grout Don't mop harder, mop smarter Swiffer Power Mop Swiffer Power Mop Coming up on Tuesday's OTB, we'll flip the page, okay? We got some Saints football to break down. Going to have Nick Underhill stop by to help us do that. And we'll talk about where LSU goes from here. On the bench, 7 to 10 a.m., 104.5 ESPN. Live at lunch with Ott and Hanny, live from the Beauregard Sportsbook on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right. So with all that, um, you know, the, 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 the doom and gloom, Charlie, what is your account? Games can't do it. Okay. How many points did LSU leave on the table? Objectively, at least 7 to 10 um, I understood going for it on the first uh, drive of the game. You had a little bit of momentum from the two early, from the, the big deep shot, the penalty. Um, if you if you miss there, Florida State's got to go the length of the field. Or I'm thinking about it before the play, not after he took the 15 yard sack. They got to go the length of the field, so you figure you got a chance to get a stop, get good field position. The second time, I would have taken the points. Um, just at that point, I don't want to go that no, deep no, no. into territory I think, I think twice. You're, I think you're missing my point. I'm not about coaching decisions. I'm talking about just 
you know, what are you thinking when Florida State gives you four more downs inside the five-yard line? Uh, you get I, seven, I, right? I, th- I thought, yes. I thought they left seven, okay. to, seven okay. to ten points on okay. the board in the first half. If Lacey half. catches the ball, Jane Daniels couldn't put it any better than he, what he did, yeah. and he's about to get loose and maybe go, what, a, what are you thinking there? Three, seven, seven. Somewhere in, but, uh, I'm, I'm thinking okay. Lacey outruns him to the pylon. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. That's fourteen. How about uh, how tough of a play was that missed interception? Well, I'm going to check up on that one because after that, they get the punt, they get the ball at midfield, and they scored in two plays. That was the Daniels forty-yard uh, scramble down inside the ten. They scored uh, three plays, I think it was. So they got points in that sequence anyway. So I'm. I'm not counting that one as much. They they got a touchdown out of that field position. Okay. Well, could have used that 50-yard uh, drive in another drive, uh, you know. But well, anyway. Uh, but okay. Um, I, but, but you understand what I'm saying. They they scored three plays after that. So I'm not I'm, – I wasn't as upset about that one as I might have been. All right. When uh, Thomas is uh, open, whether you want to say he's late and he was a little late, uh, but uh, and he, and he uh, you know, couldn't uh, haul it in. I mean, what do you say about that one? How many points in that one? Three to seven. I mean, a, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's a, it's a lot, and you know you can't say okay, well you're gonna go in, go in, you're not gonna be perfect, but you, you know just say, you know three out the four, two out. I mean, what are we talking about? 17, 21 points. Not only that, but I'm gonna steal one from you. I ain't giving them credit for the last touchdown. So they essentially no, they no, scored they, seventeen they, they points put, last night. They put in the backups, yeah. you know, but. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But in the same sense, Daniels had at least 75 yards drops. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, you know, so that kind of works out for his final stats. Um, but, man, just how much, I don't know. Okay. But. LSU normally is going to produce just, I mean, I mean, I don't know, call it 18 to 21 points. It's going, in those opportunities, is going to, it was all over the place, man. And, you know, that's why when we talked about on pregame yesterday, we talked about on our show yesterday, and, you know, there's so much sizzle with uh, Deion Sanders that you wonder if he's got any stake. I mean, he's a personality. We get that. But can he coach? We don't know. Coach at the SWAT. Does that mean he's going to have success, you know, in, in the Power Five? No. We know. We know. We got a pretty good idea that he's going to be able to attract talent that other people cannot. He's proven that already We before even kickoff. We, we knew that at Boulder. But damn it, Charlie. That's as buttoned up as I've seen anybody this whole weekend. You know, we, we – you know, we, you know, here's Brian Kelly with sort of he's kind of like at a loss on the sideline. You see some confusion with the, you know, with the defense, with the offense. I mean, it's just a lot of, 
I mean, and here's Deion Sanders with 75, 80 new points, whatever it is. And they looked, you know, just so damn clean. No, pre, know, so. no pre-snap penalties. They converted, I think it was something like 11 out of 17 between the third and fourth downs. They turned, they had to one fumble, but they looked as clean as you could possibly. They looked like a team, a veteran team in week eight. They didn't look like a brand new team in week one. And that, and that, that, you know, and here, you know, the follow over, you know, the carryover. And then how much do we go back? And it's kind of like, okay, we saw the horse race. All right, let's go back in the form. What did we, what did we miss? Did we just not talk about it enough on how these, these crazy comebacks left and right are not just a given? And maybe it inflated LSU's record a little bit last year. Coming from way down, you know, double digits against Mississippi State, 17 or 20 against Auburn. I mean, down against Florida. I mean, you know, it, I, I'm missing, I'm missing somebody in there. Uh, you know, also, but I mean, the, the, a lot of these uh, comebacks. Um, you could have lost you know. the game at Arkansas. I mean, it was a, that was a one score game. You, you could have. There, there were a few games that hung in the balance. I, I don't know, Jimmy. The, Every year there's games like that that, you know, there's a comeback or there's a, a one-score game that's hanging in the balance. And, frankly, I expect that again this year. Um, I, I don't expect the Ole Miss to be, uh, you know, anything other than a, a really close game, enticing game, um, and probably one that I'm not expecting, at least one. So, I don't know. Um, and, and, again, we thought this team would be better. I think the West is better this year. The the level of competition in week one was so bad for A&M and for Alabama and for Auburn. I, I'm not ready to say that yet, but I'll tell you what, all of those offenses look pretty good uh, against, you know, garbage teams, but, again, you know, they look pretty good. You know, Auburn Auburn had Robbie Ashford come off the bench and really light it up. Connor Wegman threw five touchdown passes. Wig, uh, you know, Milrow accounted for five touchdowns. I mean, they look good against who they played against, but they didn't play against anybody yet. I'm not I'm not ready to go there quite yet. I I saw I saw some improvement against air uh, with A and M and Auburn on offense. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. And again, we got to go to a timeout uh, right now. Uh, don't forget Sports Better's Paradise YouTube channel. Subscribe. It's free. Free picks, analysis, angles on the Sports Better's Paradise YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcast. Live from the Boravage here in Biloxi in the sports book. Live at lunch at 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live at lunch. with Otten Hanny, live from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, as we continue here from the Beau Rivage, it's kind of a, uh, just after, I don't know, the, 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 the crew just came in, man. Saturday and Sunday was uh, wild over here, so it's uh, just kind of a, kind of calm up today uh, as uh, one game in uh, in college football tonight, that will be an ACC uh, a game with Clemson, and the Clemson folks are very excited about their team this year. And Duke, man, on paper, uh, looks to have one of their, their better teams. You know, I thought that uh, David Cutcliffe did kind of a miracle work uh, in Durham, and it kind of got, well, you know, deep into his career and just kind of, kind of, you know, faded a little bit. Uh, 
in what we think is is retirement. But Elko comes in, man, and uh, ACC coach of the year, his first year. They got a ton returning. Uh, Riley Leonard uh, led them in rushing and passing last year, 235 a game through the air, 13 more TDs with his legs, and so you had uh, that as well. So, you know, Charlie, um, uh, I want to finish my thought with – and, I mean, you know, it's just saying, and, and of course, the level of competition, and this was, for the most part, it was such a horrible menu of games with these, you know, con- these rental wins everywhere. Um, and so we don't want to overreact. But then again, you know, hey, um, I, you know, I, the way Auburn looked, and you want to talk about buttoned up and clean and how fast they were. You want to talk about, uh, man, Hugh Freeze, he's, he's going hyperspeed tempo. Now, that's going to wear down his defense, you know, over the course of the season. But I don't know. They just had gaping hole. You know, it was understandable. But I was impressed, I have to say. I was pretty impressed uh, looking at Auburn against Air A&M with a, a few, what, I mean, 24, 25, uh, 23 attempts, five TDs. You know, he's certainly, I think even against Air, like you say, he's better than what they've had. They do have some players coming back. There's, I think A&M and Auburn are going to be better. I think Ole Miss is going to be about the same, you know, as they were. Don't know about Arkansas. They looked okay. It was a rent a win. We have no idea. But I just I just liked what I saw, how clean Auburn and A&M and how efficient uh, they were, even in a rent a win uh, situation. So, the, the, um, can, can I talk about the, Auburn for a second? Because of all the teams you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, the, the biggest jump, I, I think, comes with Auburn. Um, and I said this, we did a, a preview podcast, what, four weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Hugh Freeze, this, t- this is his fifth job. In the four previous jobs when he's come in, the average amount of victories gained has been four and a half. Four and a half wins in a, in a 12-game season is a ton. And so I, the biggest coaching upgrade, okay, Jimbo Fisher is still in uh, in College Station. I know Petrino is there now. We'll see how that works. Um Arkansas is changing two coordinators. We'll see how they do with the transition there. But if if you go to Hugh Freeze, uh, you have made a significant upgrade. Uh, and I'm blanking on the guy from Boise State's name right now, uh, Brian Harson. You go from Brian Harson to Hugh Freeze, that's a major upgrade, okay? We're not talking about a Citizen of the Year award. We're talking about a coach. Hugh Freeze is a really, really good coach, and I think the key to that team, I was a little bit uh, nervous about my pick with them over the wins when I saw that Robbie Ashford didn't win the starting quarterback job. But, Jimmy, they mixed him in beautifully. Uh, He is a running threat. He can throw the football enough to keep you honest. I think Peyton Thorne is a good game manager. What do you worry about with game managers? Well, I don't have anybody that can make that big play. Well, if Auburn has Peyton Thorne to manage the game and Robbie Ashford to maybe mix in some big plays, I think it could be a good season. They're certainly going to be much better than they were under Harzen. I like – they played UMass. was terrible. But I like what I saw out of Auburn. I, I did, too. Um, I didn't now, see any of Texas a I, I, I just saw the numbers. I did not see any of that game. And I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't see any of Arkansas either. I, I did have Auburn on where, where we were watching. So I, I, I saw maybe more of that game. So maybe I'm a little bit biased I, there. You know, he's, he's, he's you know, more of a pocket passer. I mean, he's, he's not an elite. Uh, but, I mean, he's, you know, they 
kind of threw them. They, they had, you know, even the, the caliber of competition, they had pretty decent coverage. I wonder about their ability for the receivers to get separation. But then again, I'll, the, you know, the quarterback put it in some pretty tight windows. So it's a uh, you know, what, what is more? I don't know. You worried about the receiving core? I mean, I, I, it was just, it was, I think they're just how good he's going to be. I don't know. We'll see against different competition. But he looks like he's going to be. They've been so bad. Charlie, remember how bad they were last year on offense? Yes. I mean, it was it was it was horrendous, man. So um, they, you know, this is kind of like where LSU was before Burrow at, at the quarterback position. I think he gives them a chance. And again, even in a rent win situation, we'll see. We'll see if it translates. I, I uh, don't be surprised uh, if it does. Um, you know, because he looked pretty good. The the Pac-12. Last year, we said it's a good team. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, it's a good conference. Uh, it's a great quarterback conference. And then you throw in an extra team that, well, Colorado's going to be better than we thought, right? Uh, Sanders is now throw him in there with Bo Nix and, you know, and, uh, and, and all, Caleb Williams and, uh, and Cameron Rising. What about and, DJU uh, yesterday? I mean, I know it was against San Jose State, but outside of that game, he, when he was subbing for T-Law against Notre Dame, I've never seen him look better than he did yesterday against San Jose State. And we didn't know. Look, he, he kind of flamed out at Clemson after uh, after that, you know, th- that one performance. Yeah. But he looked really good yesterday. One hell of a cl- going out of business sale they're having in the Pac-12, huh? Uh, it is. Um, I think that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on DJU because I um, – when you're running the ball for six, seven a pop, and you've got all day to throw, it's a little easier to play quarterback. And they completely manhandled San Jose State uh, up front to the tune of, uh, you know, two hundred. Uh, he, Yankee fans will uh, will appreciate his best game ever. That was the Wake Forest game, Charlie. That was his best game. He and uh, Hartman yeah. had a shootout, and well, that's going to be kept cutting into Aaron Judge's at bats, you know, during <laughs> that game. So that's why that's why I say uh, say that about them. But where do you put the Pac-12 in, oh, uh, in the five power five power conferences? Well, okay, so we're doing this based on what we saw or what we think is going to happen uh, because uh, both. I okay. mean, because you tell me who looked bad. Nobody had more. a better nobody had a better weekend first weekend than the Pac-12. Nobody. Okay, no, no conference had a better weekend. Uh, do I expect that to continue? And, and you brought up, you know, DJU, okay? Do I expect him to do against uh, USC what he did against San Jose State? And I, I bring up USC because, well, that's a bad defense, all right? Can DJU go and uh, can do, uh, do that against them or Arizona State or Oregon? I, I don't know. But no, nobody looked any better than that. Uh, here's another one that really surprised us was Washington State against Colorado State, which I think we, we had a number of guys that were on the under in that game. And, yes. and Washington State put up, hung half a hundred. Uh, the, the, you know, the two remaining teams in the, in the Pac-12 even looked good. So, look, for the first weekend, they couldn't have looked better. Do I expect – it's not going to continue at that rate, of course, but uh, how much better – if you're good at quarterback – Make a lot of things happen. Cam Reward is he's he's another guy you got to throw in there, man. I mean, he threw for four fifty one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, he three TDs, no interceptions. I mean, um, they only beat two Power Five teams. So Colorado beat TCU and Florida beat uh, Utah beat Florida, but we don't. They're not what they used to be. 
but Boise State is the predicted to, to win the Mountain West Conference. Washington was sloppy early, first game, and then, I mean, Penix went bananas. 450, five TDs, no interceptions, Charlie. Over 10 yards an attempt. Um, <laughs> this is... You know, and 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 you you look at their schedule. It's um it is manageable. I mean, so uh, I don't I don't know. I kind of like my uh my, my shot to win the uh the Pac-12 there. But Penix is 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 going to get some. It's I, some people even making the case that they're better than the SEC this year. I got to pump the brakes on that. <clears throat> but can I give you <clears throat> can I give you the stat? This is what you're looking for right here. Michael Penix last year led the nation in passer rating. He led the nation in yards per game by 20 yards over second place. And he wasn't the all-Pac-12 quarterback because the all-Pac-12 quarterback won the Heisman Trophy. Okay, so, yes, the level of quarterback play out there is pretty doggone good. No doubt, no doubt. Um, So, uh, you get to that. Now, the others is... You know, if you – and we, we, we live in SWAC country, okay, and you say, well, you know, man, you know, don't underestimate, you know, people doing it at a at a different level. Okay, you know, like just because he's successful. That's what any league – it's not just a SWAC, a lower league. And you wonder about going up to the next level. And so what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting at is, so, hey, man, uh, you know, Shadir Sanders – you know, proved in one game that he's a great quarterback. But keep in mind, keep in mind that he never had a game like this in the SWAC. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was this was this was unheard of for him. He never threw for 400 yards, much less 500. And in the Travis Hunter thing, Charlie, we got the exact number 80, 80 and 64 is, uh, you know, an uh, offense-defense for, uh, for Travis. 144? Really? Yes. The fu- I thought, yes. It was, I, thought I, was, I was marveling at 129. 144, yes. wow. I was I, I was light uh, on a pregame yesterday. Went back and, uh, no, that's the Ooh. official the official tally. And uh, it's every bit as hot in Fort Worth as it is in uh, in Baton Rouge right now. Mm-hmm. So in, in that weather, which uh, Sonny Dykes got on his team, man, we got guys cramping up and coming off. This guy's playing 140 snaps. And and so, and of course, that cannot be maintained, okay? But Champ Bailey, Charles, I mean, who are the, who are the other two-way players? How many snaps did Champ Bailey get on offense when he was at Georgia? 10? 15? I, some, something like that, which, which means that you would have played. And, and Charles Woodson snaps – Largely came on special teams. I mean, he played a little bit of offense, but most of that was, uh, you know, uh, was on special teams. It, Richard Dixon last night said that the most snaps he ever played in the game was 102, which was all – he didn't play any defense, but it was his offense and special teams. And he said, man, look, I was cramping up like nobody's business. He goes, and I wasn't running the routes you know, and having to do as much running as, as what Hunter had to do. I, I don't think I've ever seen that. At the D1 level, I mean, maybe one of the lower profile games, but that was a remark. I, I said this yesterday in the pregame that Sanders broke the school record for passing, and he wasn't even the MVP of the game because Hunter, what he did was unprecedented. I've never, I've never seen that. So here, here's my thing with with Colorado, Jimmy, and I, I look, I think they'll beat Nebraska this weekend. 
Um, and I don't think they'll be they're, they're ready to beat an Oregon or a USC because defensively they've got some issues. TCU uh, makes two mistakes deep down in the red zone, missed a field goal, so they left some points on the board. I think they beat Nebraska. I, I think they certainly beat uh, you know the, the Colorado State and uh, and a team like probably Stanford. But are they? And I think they lose to Oregon and USC. Those fifty fifty games. Can they win at UCLA? Can they beat an Oregon State at home? Can they win at Washington State? That's going to end up being what uh, you know the games that I'm really going to look at. TCU wasn't a fifty fifty game. They were three touchdown underdog, and and won the game. So. No, I, I'm, I couldn't be more impressed with what Dion did to get that team ready and how they played yesterday, uh, how they played on Saturday. Well, just just think about it. You know, okay, third and sixteen on their second to last touchdown drive. I mean, no hesitation. They go to, you know, he hits Hunter uh, on the seam route for about forty-five yards. Fourth and two on their final touchdown drive, uh, the game winner. I mean, no hesitation, no burning a timeout, no like, uh, hurry up, give me the play. It was just. Yeah, you know the former Kent State, uh, you know, head coach, now offense coordinator at Colorado was flawless. It went all those new parts, and there was tons of that. Man, hey, let's talk about this critical down. You know, tons of it, and all over college football, you never saw any of it. What's he do? He reads it underneath. The kids uh, there. He takes it to the house for the game winning touchdown on fourth and two. Uh, it was just, it was just how clean they were. Um, I. I, I it, you know, part of being a coach is, you know, your ability to, you know, to, you know, to put, put together a staff. And, you know, he hasn't been a, a coach for a while, so what is his network? A lot of people, a lot of coaches, when they compile their staff, they like to stick with guys they know. They have a working relationship, familiarity. And so, I mean, did he get lucky? I don't know, but it's been that, that offense was was – was in mid-season form for like year three or four, as far as continuity is con- concerned. It was impressive. It was it was it was more than impressive from a coaching. Not all the, the he's going to recruit, he's going to bring yeah. attention. And we were laughing. Oh, at least I was. We we're watching the last Saints, um, you know, Houston preseason game, and they got these guys dressed up like the you know the the Colorado guys with Ralphie the Buffalo, and I mean they in the Superdome and they you know doing their promos. I mean. Fox is doing backflips today. I mean, I mean they overdo it. Man, I mean, we're going to shove this, in, and it couldn't have been a bigger hit. Hey, I mean, d- it just do this for me, Jimmy. During the break, go go get our get our guy uh, Carl Johnson. Go get Jig Jack. I want to know that they play USC in three weeks. Okay, ask him what the total is on that game. It's got to be like a hundred and ten, <laughs> right? When they play think. USC, they, 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 well, what could the total Seriously, possibly? Seri- 80, uh, USC, 80-something. USC goes over again. Um, total on that the, TCU, uh, on the uh, the Colorado-USC game will be in the 80s. That's my prediction. I, I would, I would, I, I will, I'll agree with that um, because the, whatever number they're putting up, they don't care. They just keep betting over USC, and they just keep going over. So um, the thing about um, – the thing about uh, Colorado, okay, the early line for the Nebraska game this Saturday was Nebraska 8. Mm. Now, they flipped it all the way to as much as 5, so Colorado 13. Now, how much is Nebraska did cover? They did not win, and maybe they weren't real impressive to the eyeball as well. But kind of a, I mean, you take your pick, a 11, 13, I mean, a, it's a, it's a double-digit um, adjustment 
to Colorado's point spread value. We knew it was going to be a bit. And, and that's the thing. How much is overreaction? How much is getting on this stock before the rest of the public does? Because, you know, it was at, you know, two yesterday. Well, today it's at three now, you know, with Colorado. And I don't think it's done climbing because who's who's the public going to bet on that one? Right. Especially th- when they cashed a ticket. I, so. think, I think the books will get it back on Colorado because everybody was watching this game. Everybody was is paying attention to Dion. The books will adjust; they always do. But Jimmy, it, it may take them a minute to get their money back because they're going to take a little bit of a lick early on here. With because Colorado's way better than we thought. Well, they're um, now the win total was three and a half, Charlie. Well, nobody they're going to expe- lose on that. They're going to lose on that. Yeah, nobody expected. I, I think they're uh, uh, you know a six and sixteen. Um, they so they won so that automatically should go to four and a half because nobody expected a week big t- uh, TCU Mm-mm. okay so it should go to four and a half. it's only at five it's only at five you know right now so just a half point what that tells you is that's two part they're still in the Pac twelve well, you know no, there's not a rental win on their on their schedule I mean probably the weakest team they play is Colorado State which I wouldn't consider you know a, a, a just a, a, an absolute walkover for Colorado because of the rivalry status of that game. So they, they don't have a, a grambling on their schedule. They don't have, uh, you know, a complete, you know, a game where they'll be a five, six touchdown favorite on their schedule. That's the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause. Where's he going to be in five years? Well, before last, uh, but before last year, I told you Florida State. I spent a lot of time telling you Florida State, but Norvell seems to have that locked down. So. Every, every, everything, everything is in play, Charlie. How about one everything? Of the, can I can I qualify it like this? Dallas Cowboys. One of the big, to to the Alabama Crimson Tide. One of the everything's big, in play. One of the big two conferences, okay? Because but but in five years we'll be down to two, right? Uh, for football, it, it'll it'll be the Big Ten if yeah. it's not already. He'll be in one of the big unless he wants to coach in the NFL, which maybe he does. I have no idea, but he'll be in one of the big two conferences. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How bad is the leadership at the Pac-12? Because, I mean, the product's not that bad. I mean, they don't have budgets, you know, like, uh, you know, some of the other big boys. But it's a lead for this thing to just be blown up and them going all over the damn country uh, is is just a testament to some really, really poor leadership. No, they can't strike a TV deal like the SEC or the Big Ten, but they could have struck a better one uh, than uh, what they have. So, I, If I'm Cal and Stanford, I, I can't tell you how much more I would have rather had the $20 million that was on the table for uh, – $25 million, actually, I think it was, per team from ESPN that they turned down because they wanted more – then the thirty plus million that I'm eventually going to get from the ACC, but I got to do it at a discount for the first uh, what five years or seven years, whatever it is, and then I still got all the logistical problems. I still got to tell my volleyball coach that they got to travel thirty, you know, three thousand miles or whatever it is to play a match. So, yeah, I think they'd like to have uh, a lot of decisions back in the pack. 
live at the Barrage, live at lunch at 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live at lunch in times of need. Live at lunch with Otten Hanny, live from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All local shows in their entirety today. So uh, T-Bob and Jacob's getting us kicked off this morning from 7 to 10. Charlie and I from 11 to 1. No, um, uh, no Brian Kelly press conference today because of the holiday. He will be on tomorrow. So, um, uh, of course, uh, Hunt... Uh, on at uh, 1 to 3 and Matt from 3 to 6. Can I give so. a little shout out to T-Bob this morning, okay? Uh, you know, I had to do the post game a little bit later, but that guy hammered out whiskey and wine until what, Mario? Somewhere in the area of uh, 1 a.m. Past midnight for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and, and got up and he was a trooper, man. He was in an hour early for OTB this morning. Okay, okay, maybe that's not it's true. It's not like we're working the jackhammer at Roto-Rooter or something, huh? Well, I mean, we're talking here, you know. T-Bob might mean, have been jackhammered last night during whiskey and wine. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Um, transfer portal. Huh? And, 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 and I, I, I'd still tell that story, man. There's, there's, a, there's a little bit of Coach Prime. We're going to move on. I understand Coach Prime. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm just blown away. And to the point where before kickoff, Colorado was plus 650 on the money line, plus 650. So I'm on my way to the window when I'm like, oh, this this might happen here early after 7 nothing. okay? They stopped them. They went right down the field. This might happen. I mean, I'm just, I think they got a shot here. So it went from, like, plus 380 to plus 240 is what I finally got. But, I mean, still, I mean, did you overreact or – Getting it before the value's gone, you know, is the is the the ultimate you know you know decision. That's what we're trying to do here. Where you had so many rental wins, and what's going to apply, what's going to carry over when the competition stiffens, and what is not. But there's also part of like no excuses, man, no excuses. We're going to try and compete now. No, like, and I'll go back to that conversation at Rafino's. Will Wade's first dinner in town. You know, when you talk, hey, coach, you be four four and fourteen, we'd be fine. Be fine. No, we're going to try and compete this year immediately. Yeah. And I just think there's something something to be said about that. Three biggest uh, dogs to win outright this weekend. Check me on my, my math here. Colorado, Wyoming, and Texas State. Am I right here? Texas State for sure. Um, you go play up in, uh, in that altitude in Wyoming. Yeah. I mean, you get what you get. Did you, so. did you, did you, did you catch the Texas State? Baylor box score to see who had the monster game. Um, yeah, um, the quarterback for Ponchatoula, TJ Finley, uh, TJ Finley, yeah, for right at 300 yards and three touchdowns. He was really, really sharp <laughs> against uh, against Dave Aranda's crew. Um, the kid Kenny is the head coach at Texas State now. He was a t- Tulsa quarterback and he was, um, he was, uh, he, he's the head coach uh, over there, Aranda. And now, who do they get coming in? It's Utah. Utah comes in to uh, Baylor yeah. uh, this week. But Aranda has been kind of on a roller coaster ride uh, in Waco. Um, that's a that's a tough loss uh, right there. So I, I don't know if it's as a roller, as, roller coaster, Jimmy. I, here's here's what I would be concerned about if I was in Waco is that Aranda, first time head coach, 
rode the coattails of what was left over there. He didn't take over for a fired coach. He took over for a successful coach that was leaving, picked up where that guy left off with what was left there, and won't be able to sustain it. That's what I would be concerned about if, if I were in Waco. I want to say, though, Charlie, he – but did he – what was his what was his record his first year? Eleven and two, right? Or, or did they win the Sugar Bowl? I don't Bowl think that was his first year. I don't think that was his first year. I think it so, was. Uh, um, I'll, I'll look it up. But no, that's when you take over for it. a successful coach, which is unusual. No, no, know, no. I get you. And and then you you put that number up. And it's like okay, well you can take other guys and coach them. But what was the knock on Aranda when he was here? Sound well, defensive Char- coach, not not a good recruiter. Not two good and recruiter. seven his first year. COVID oh, year was a COVID for two year. and seven. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to throw the COVID year out. The uh, That's convenient, but well, still it, two and seven. It, it, I don't care if you played in the the, the, the measles, uh, you know, era. I mean, that's still two and seven. Well, okay, without looking, I'm going to tell you that Baylor, the next year when they won the Sugar Bowl, was playing with about 80% of roster that was there when he got there. Okay, the thing about that is, though, a little bit, okay, uh, you know, when we were uh, last year previewing the 2022 Baylor team, I'm like, okay, they're probably not as bad as the two and seven year, and they're probably not as good as the 12, 10, 12 and two Sugar Bowler. Keep in mind, Oklahoma State was an inch from the, the game winning touchdown, the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. You remember that stop? Okay, yeah. So yeah. they get into the Sugar Bowl, and then Matt Corral goes down in the first quarter. And they go, they go from scoring 40, 45, 50 points a game to they, you know, they, they got one touchdown the rest of the way. Yeah, could have scored. He, he did catch a couple of breaks. I, I'll agree there. And then so last year, six and seven, um, he, made some, he made some staff adjustments. So uh, we'll have to see. Not, no, no crime in uh, getting drilled by Army in the, uh, in the bowl game. Everybody uh, gets, or was it Air Force? It was one of the military schools. The military plays so, uh, hard in the bowl games. Yes, 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 just in. Um, you made the point, though, on uh, on uh, on the pregame, and I'll kind of repeat it, but I had South Alabama plus the points. It's a 10-win team that returned a ton in a young staff that had, should build on their continuity uh, against a team that lost some major, major points. Spears was out and great for them last year at running back. They're top two tacklers. They don't have guys. That's hard to replace. History tells you Tulane's not going to do. There's no. There's no. But for the first time that I can remember, whether it's Larry Smith or Tommy Bowden or, I mean, help me out, who's used uh, Tulane as a springboard, they finally stayed. And he got 13 different from Wisconsin Shepherdsville to you know to uh, to to you know all over the place. I mean you know to some to Texas Southern. A&M, Georgia Southern, Miami. Of, in Miami, Florida, and LSU. I mean, he got some – they might be bigger, stronger, faster than they were last year. Um, I, uh, I I think it was kind of a great coaching job. I thought, you know, some key guys they rode. But I think it's more of a complete roster, Charlie, than what he had last year. First game, but that was – South Alabama, South Alabama could not compete. No, and look, they, they dominated that game even more – than the the 37-17 score would indicate. Yeah, they got five turnovers, but they also turned the ball over three times, and Pratt didn't have anything to do with that. He threw four touchdown passes, but they – well, I'm sorry, he he did lose one fumble. But they thumped 
the Jags. I mean, they really did. They they were in control of that game, and we, we, we're Willie Fritz fans. Uh, we we were the, when he took the Jags. Like, man, that's a good hire. Uh, that that guy's a good coach. And throw throw the the hurricane year out where they had to basically camp in Dallas, uh, and he has done nothing but a phenomenal job there. This and, and that was a good South Alabama team. 19 starters back from a 10-win team of a season ago. They lost their two regular season games last year by a combined total of five points. This sets up what I think is the the biggest regular season game because they played a, a conference championship game down there. The biggest game on Tulane's campus in I can't even tell you. You're from New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Maybe, uh, next week against Ole Miss. Um <laughs> If I'm Lane Kiffin, there's like 100 places I'd rather go than Tulane next week because that place is going to be lit. They have turned what was – when they played in the Superdome, Jimmy, it was embarrassing. It was it was such an awful environment. And I, the Superdome is one of the most iconic venues in the history of sports stadiums, but not for Tulane football. It's too big. We saw some of those embarrassing pictures where they were drawing 8,000 fans, which the Dome swallows up. Building Yulman Stadium has given them now a home field advantage. That Charlie comfy confines, yeah. it, it's close to the field. The students are into it. They would not go downtown and go to the Superdome for a lousy team. You put them on campus with a good product, and they are into it, man. It's well, now it, home field it, advantage. It, well, um, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it helps you win it because I've, saw, I've seen Yulman Stadium pretty empty, too. You know when they weren't as good. Well, if you're not good, uh, it, it, I, it doesn't matter. But I mean, the I, Super I Bowl swallows go, eight thousand people. I, man. I, I, not forever. Not you go back to late seventies, early eighties, uh, kind of in that uh, you know say seventies, eighties, fifteen, twenty year span. Tulane and Ole Miss played every year, and yeah. Tulane was not in a conference, so they had to schedule, and it you know it worked uh, for both teams, and with the, the crowd that Ole Miss would bring it to, it'd be fifty plus in, in the Superdome. You know, so did you go and, to games? It, it, did you go to games at the old Tulane Stadium when you were a kid? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I, I never saw a game in that stadium. I was too young. That uh, might have been even more of a, of a like because it was bigger. Yeah, it was, more yeah seats. it was a huge stadium. It, it was a huge stadium. It was hosted more seats. Super, hosted Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was more seats than the Superdome. But you know, as Tulane, you know, got worse and worse, and then you know, the crowds got. Yes, it was like, what are we doing here? I mean, you know. Open up the terrace. West Monroe's coming. But anyway, the <laughs> the, the thing is, it, it's to, uh, Willie Fritz losing Spears. The biggest guy to stay is Willie Fritz. And maybe at his age, he is not as aggressive in his coaching uh, you know, career as far as upward mobility is concerned. And, you know, I hope the Tulane administration uh, uh, recognizes that and tries to, you know, give him some more things to uh, compete at Tulane's level, at Tulane's level, so um, it, I, I was, I was impressed. That's going to be a fun game. Two, Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite uh, on Saturday. Tulane's level Yulman. beat USC last year in a game where USC was actually trying. They finished no, in the they top weren't. ten in the country. <laughs> you know, we, Caleb, we we need to quit talking about Tulane's level, man. I mean, they they've got some upward mobility here. What would the line be at LSU and Tulane this year? If they played this week. If they played uh, at Yulman Stadium this week, probably about the same as what Ole Miss is. About the is. same, yeah. But about a seven, LSU would be about a seven point favorite. If I had to guess. Where is LSU? Top ten, top fifteen, top twenty five, top forty. Point spread value? There, there's still, you, you, Hanagriff, oh, Hanagriff Power Pole. Uh, eighteen, ish, somewhere between fifteen and twenty. 
I mean, I, I still think they're they're better. Florida State is pretty damn good. Okay, so I still think you're you're better than a lot of the teams on your schedule. But my confidence is shaken. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. They took LSU's best players and beat them. You know, they, this wasn't flukish. You know, the, the LSU's best players. They we, we've been through this. They they beat them. They beat and how, them. And well, and they got some deficiencies which they were prepared to take advantage, especially when they got by the goal line. And yep. again, Jordan Travis could you know annihilates us uh, on third down, and that was a big concern you know matchup wise. I you know I get that, but no, they their 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 roster is more talented than I anticipated. It's been small, steady, mild improvement. Him keeping Travis back is a big deal. That was a I don't know how he did it. I mean, you know, and to see guys like Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, this guy's so much better than them, man. I can tell you, you know? how he did it. Three simple letters, N-I-L. Jordan, Tra- I, I don't know this for sure, but I'll just say that this is my opinion. Jordan Travis is making more money at Florida State this year than he would have made as a rookie in the NFL based on his draft prospects. And I think Jaden Daniels. What is his draft prospects? Thing. Probably second day. Um, you know, late second sec- round, second or third round, I would say, um, is somewhere in that second day. You know, he's not a first round pick, but he's you know he's going to get drafted. But his, I- I'll just bet you, and I-, I have no way to know, and we'll never be able to find out. But I'll just bet you that he and Jaden Daniels as well made more money in NIL this year than they would have made as second-day draft choices rookies in the NFL. Just, just Don't forget our friends at United Community Bank, the local way to bank big with locations from Baton Rouge to Golden Meadow. We've been serving the people of Southern Louisiana for over 50 years, a great team of bankers. Mark Juno, Heath Meir, Nicole Glover, David Henry, and Prentice Wilkes. Give them a call and discuss how we can help your, your business today. United Community Bank member, FDIC. Equal housing lender. We're overdue for a time. We're going to 1 o'clock today, live at the Borovage, live at lunch at 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live at lunch. Supreme Rice and Supreme Rice and SupremeRice.com. You know, our friends over at Supreme Rice are now in the Climate Smart Program. What does that mean? Well, that means that they are paving the way for future generations of farmers in Louisiana. We tell you to support our Louisiana farmers. The government has put the Climate Smart program together to just help do that. It's about it's about emissions reductions. It's about water conservation. It's about down in southwest Louisiana where they've been doing this for 90-plus years, continuing for future generations of farmers. Listen, uh, I know you're a little bit down about the LSU game, but you're still coming this week, right? Okay, it's just, just a home opener. So pick up Supreme Rice at Rouse's where we're doing the pregame show or at Walmart or AG Food Stores, wherever you buy rice, whether the brown, the long grain, the medium grain, or the jasmine. Make it Supreme Rice. You know, you're going to get more for your money. You're going to get a delicious product. So Louisiana Rice, Supreme Rice. For your head to campus this weekend, pick it up for your jambalayas, your etouffees, and your red beans and rice, Supreme Rice. For more information, some unique recipes, go to SupremeRice.com. Live at lunch. Our listeners fire up their opinions on the Jim's Firearm. Bench, 7 to 10 a.m., 104.5 ESPN. Live at lunch with Otten Hanny. Live from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. So, James Franklin... <laughs> when uh, in a spot where you could just take a knee and get out of there, which you know just kind of the thing to do, well he uh, he uh, runs some plays and he ran it down there fourth and two. They completed down to five yard line after a play was stopped for no gain. One more doesn't do the knee again. Quarterback draw on an empty set touchdown. Oh by the way, Penn State covered. 
I introduce you to uh, Mark Stoops. Kentucky up 37 to 14, 23. They're laying 25 and a half. Up, uh, up to 23 with the 322 to go. Ball at his own 34. Um, six play, 66-yard drive for the six plays where Devin Leary still in the game throwing the football. I had one that was in my favor, one is not. Um, but, and I, I'll tell you, last year it was this game that Dabo Sweeney went tempo to cover the spread at the end. Comments, Charlie? It's like you're doing Scott Van Pelt's work for him, man. I mean, <laughs> you you did you got a whole segment out of that. You we, we're on TV. You put some video highlights in there. You got a show. You got a segment. I when it's when you when you just can go to the knee, and that, that, that's it. You, you go to the knee. Yeah. It was in Auburn, Alabama, and Nick Saban's first year in two thousand. Ooh, I remember that. And so Rudy yeah. Johnson, they mm-hmm. ran one in on us when they could have gone to a knee, and that's it. You go over. And I asked Saban what he thought about that last touchdown. He looked at me. He was kind of gave me a, an interesting expression, like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, he's gonna get his. And he said, "Next question." Couldn't bait him on a uh, on a on a comment. But oh, by the way, they started out with an onside kick and they beat the doors in uh, in that game the very next year uh, at Tiger Stadium. Sometimes a no that. comment tells you everything, right? Absolutely. Silence Silence says a lot sometimes. But it's just James Franklin where he's so bad in the big games, but he's, he's made, and he goes out of his way. And Max, this is one of his picks because he does this. He want, he goes out of his way to try and be. Now, the spread, I mean, that's it's there, but, I, you know, I just I just worry about that. It rubs, you, it rubs you the wrong way. And and I, I, I wasn't aware of that with uh, with Penn State. I'll give Max credit for that one, uh, you know, that, that, that he got that. I, I hadn't been paying attention to Penn State's run up the score as much as he had. Uh, I got to ding him a little bit on Iowa's offensive coordinator, uh, Lil Ferentz, who's got it in his contract. They got to score 25 points a game. He said, well, you know, they're going to run it up on the rental wins. With Iowa. They did. Well, Utah State's not a rental win. <laughs> it's the problem. They're, they're not a terrible team. And they end up winning that game 24-14. Um, but, Charlie, the uh, Iowa um, – and, look, the kid from uh, Michigan, the trans, he's better, okay? But I was kind of modest improvements at Iowa, Kentucky, and Wisconsin with their much ballyhooed okay? but Both – all of them are, are better, but it's first game. We don't overreact. But, Charlie, Charlie, the first time Iowa on their opening drive in the season opener – the first time that they uh, they threw a um, a touchdown pass since 1991. They discovered the forward pass. <laughs> what a wonderful thing! Live at the Beau Rivage, live at lunch at 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live at lunch, home bank, Louisiana based since 1908. That's right, 115 years, and they are still rocking. This is local bankers with local knowledge. Look, every client is unique. But with your banking solutions, you can get any need, whether it be your personal or your business needs with Home Bank. Home Bank's got competitive rates and a team dedicated to all of your goals to get you where you need to be. You're always near a Home Bank with 42 locations in Baton Rouge, here on Corporate Boulevard, Sherwood Forest, Long Form, and on Blue Bonnet, across uh, South Louisiana and Acadiana, New Orleans, and on North Shore. They're also servicing Natchez, Mississippi, and five locations in the greater Houston area. Stop by any Home Bank location or visit 
home24bank.com. That's home, the number 24bank.com. Home Bank since 1908. Good for business, good for life. Home Bank, member FDIC. Live at lunch. In times of need, get a full press conference. You probably want to listen. Live at lunch, 10 a.m. on Tuesday, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live at lunch with Ott and Hanny. Live from the Beau Rivage Sportsbook on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, don't forget our friends at Clean Sweep Restoration and Demolition. They specialize in a wide range of quality on-site construction uh, uh, services, roofing, flooring, plumbing, debris removal, uh, electric painting, tree uh, tree trimming. I mean, they've done uh, AC repair. I mean, some of the stuff, if you're having a hard time getting people, uh, Pat Green and his, uh, his staff, they do it all. Do it all. So sometimes get hard to get uh, somebody to come out. Not a problem. Contact Pat Green, 300-7064, 300-7064. I used him for just about everything. Clean sweep, restoration, and demolition, 300-7064. is nice enough for Charlie to cut his counseling session uh, after last night's loss uh, early <laughs> so he can join us in studio today. He was uh, en route uh, from his uh, psycho- uh, psychiatrist earlier today, but went a little over uh, than expected. But, you know, we're glad that you're back and you're, you sound like you're in a good frame of mind, Charlie. Given all the circumstances, I would say, yeah, I'm in a pretty good state of mind. And, you know, I was telling Mario this during the break. I said, you know, with all of the crappy things that happened this weekend, you know what I'm happiest about? We still got college football tonight, and we get, then we go into week two, man. College football's back. So, I, you know, like I said, it wasn't the best weekend uh, ever but uh, by any stretch. But we Got a hey. lot of things made. How about North Carolina with nine sacks, huh? Yeah, huh? we had that. I had, Jeez. Had, had that. Hey, look, the, the, the picks were, weren't terrible, okay? So, uh, you got, we got that going for us, which is nice. Florida State looks good. Uh, you know, Notre Dame. I mean, you know, it's got a lot of – I mean, there's there's some diversity in maybe the power in college football before we kind of unify it, uh, so to speak. Shout out to my right, sister-in-law, Duke graduate. I'm on the I'm on the on the Blue Devils tonight. M. Okay, let's see if we can let's see if we get the Blue Devils home tonight. Live from Beauvage, live at lunch. We'll see you, Hunts, next on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live at lunch. People ask me all the time, where's a good place to go eat? My lock that never misses? Louisiana Land Yap. I've never had anybody disappointed. The Snapper and Papillote and the Cocodri are staples. To my